Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Well, what a whirlwind it is right now. As I'm recording this, I am getting ready to go off to Joshua Tree for the final part of my breathwork certification, which, of course, when I planned my trip to Joshua Tree, I was not planning on moving. So I am going, despite it being wildly inconvenient, because the breathwork actually has been so pivotal for me in this healing and discovery process. And actually, part of the reason that we're moving to California, part of the reason that I was finally able to listen to the voice inside and trust that voice that the next part of my path, the next chapter of my life was in a new place. So the breathwork has been a really important tool for me over the last year and something that I'm looking forward to sharing more and more with all of you. But over the last few days and weeks, I've been a little nostalgic about Chicago, about wrapping up this chapter. And as each stage of the move has progressed and things have been sorted and, you know, put into their metaphorical box and wrapped up and ready to go, I have been able to move on to the next thing. And I noticed that I've been walking around the neighborhood and really trying to just savor the feeling. So I have compared it to when you're in a relationship with someone and you know you're not meant to be married and you break it off. But as you're breaking it off, you have all this nostalgia, this reminiscent, this sweetness, like, oh, he was so good at making me coffee in the morning, (laughs) or gosh, I know this isn't right, but it's so comfortable. So I have been very much in the nostalgia of the city of Chicago, and especially because, of course, she's in full bloom right now, and Chicago feels just like a little bit magical in the spring and early summer, right before the heat sets in, when everything's in bloom and everyone's out. And especially now that COVID is not gone, but we have finally emerged and are emerging from the past 18 months. It's like we all just put on our best and go out in the world. And so I am really trying to slow down and notice all of the moments, all of the encounters, all of the things that bring me so much joy about this city. And as my writing teacher reminded me, shout out to Ivana, that we can't close a chapter without looking back to the beginning. It's in our 
creative DNA to not be able to move to the next or close something, end a relationship without reflecting on how we got here. And this week in particular, I always look back. So this week is the 13th wedding anniversary. My husband and I are celebrating. And we also, every year, right after our anniversary, we celebrate and acknowledge that 12 years ago, on the morning after our first year anniversary, my husband had a medical emergency. He had a cardiac arrest on the treadmill at the gym and was in critical condition, was in ICU for several days. And he's fine. He was very miraculously fine, but it was a long process. And as I am getting ready to leave and move and say goodbye to this chapter, it's impossible not to look back at that time of my life when I arrived in Chicago from New York in love and not yet married. And then those early years when we started to begin our life here and even those early years of marriage. And as June 23rd is our 12-year anniversary this year of this mark in time, what an author who I love, John O'Leary, calls an inflection point, a moment in time when you can feel something shift, often dramatic, but not always. Sometimes it's just a knowing, right? Something that shifts. But these bigger moments, these monumental events, the author John Leary talks about his own experience with a fire and his very long recovery from being in a fire as a young child. But for us as a young couple and just as people, this event, which so interestingly is wrapped up with our wedding. So because we were celebrating our first year anniversary and then it was the morning after for evermore, we have always had our anniversary and then we've had this other anniversary, this celebration, this acknowledgement, this memory, this reflection, this opportunity to remember that joy and sadness, sorrow and loss and grief are really just so close to us that at any moment, any one of us could have the rug pulled out from under us, right? It's not that we would live in such a place of fear, but we do walk through life. We do go through life planning for the someday and thinking about when, any time but now, we will do something. And when something like this happens, you are so suddenly and fiercely pulled into the present moment and to what matters and to who matters. So many people gathered in person around us and in spirit and prayed and sent love and light and prayers and 
held us in their thoughts and in their energy while he was in the ICU and eventually going through a process of bringing him. So when they found him and resuscitated him, they put him through what's called a medically induced hypothermia. So they, when I got to the hospital, he was already unconscious or still unconscious. And they had started the process of taking his body temperature down to hypothermia. And then they keep it there. And it's incredible science. And it's designed to save the brain when there's been potentially a lack of oxygen and therefore, you know, can be brain damage. They lower the body temperature. They wrapped his body in neoprene, kept him unconscious and kept him in an induced coma at a lower body temperature. And then they brought him back up slowly to awake and to normal temperature. And then, you know, we hoped and prayed that he would be okay, which he was miraculously. He has a defibrillator in his chest. And we were 32 years old, brand new married, you know, no medical conditions. This was, still is a medical mystery. We don't know why it happened. It was just a misfiring of his heart. He didn't have a heart attack. He wasn't sick. He has no structural issue. So truly, as we recovered emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually in our relationship from this event, we had always opportunity to come back and look and ask ourselves, why? Why did this happen? Many people have a life-altering event and wake up and want to change their life. They go, okay, I know more. I'm not, you know, going to be married anymore. I'm not going to work at my job anymore. I'm, you know, many people statistically who this kind of thing happens to make huge life changes. And at the time, my husband did not feel any of that. He felt very much that he was living his best life, that he was, you know, happily married and in a job he loved. And so there was a whole other level of observation and integration and understanding. And I think it's actually taken us so many years to have the opportunity to really reflect. And it just is a beautiful marker. And I know that this, and I hope that, you know, nobody listening to this has to have something happen, but we all have experienced moments where a loved one is suddenly at risk or in pain or hurt, or we have a shaking of our foundation and we have an opportunity to be present and to ask ourselves those really relevant questions of what am I doing? And am I doing it with love? And am I living a life that I am proud of, that I am excited by, that brings me joy? Am I pushing off the things that I know that I want for the someday. We quickly after that decided not to wait any longer to start a family and of course have two beautiful children. And I'm grateful every year as we celebrate not only our marriage, but also this moment of Tony's, you know, recovery and this 
this spark, this, this moment that gave us reflection that we can know and be reminded, each one of us, that we have today. That's really all that's guaranteed to us. And so the question I would leave you with is how can you just live into the greatness of who you are and live into more joy and more space and more authenticity and more bravery and more fun and more love and tell people that you love them and go back to hugging people when you see them because we can again and go out and live your life. And as I am now beginning this next chapter, we are as a family, it's just another opportunity to look at who are the people who are the foundation that I can just be reminded and I can look to what really matters, saying yes to taking chances, to living outside of my comfort zone, to trying new things, to saying yes and to saying I love you and to saying thank you and to savoring the sweetness of every moment, every breath as I feel the wind cross my skin as I listen to the birds, as I feel the sun and I walk through my neighborhood and I grieve the end of one chapter and the celebrating of a next and I look at who I was 12, 13, 14 years ago as I began this journey in Chicago and who I'm ready to evolve into. And so this week, I just want you to take a moment, breathe deeply, close your eyes, and just ask yourself, what more can I allow into my life? What more can I give myself permission to feel? And if I really slow down and I listen to the whispers, what is it that I long to do? Who is it that I long to be? And then just take one small step toward that. And let's just go out and live bold, beautiful, magical lives and leave a legacy of joy in our wake. Until next week, let's rock our joy one day and one breath at a time. Hey friends, just wanted to pop on and also let you know that over the next few weeks as I transition into this next chapter, as I move my family out of one city and into another, and I give myself the space to not just move geographically, but actually be fully present for the process and be listening and learning for the gifts so I can share on the other side. I am going to be doing less of these solo podcasts, but I have created some very special offerings for you over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for meditations, affirmations, and journal prompts coming your way. And I hope you'll stay tuned for what's coming next as Rock Your Joy evolves into Rock Your Joy version two, West Coast. Thanks, everyone. 
If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore rock your joy. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.